This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast and give the many stars on all the things. <laughs> How's it going, Hammond? Uh, busy, crazy day, but uh, we're going we're gonna to whip through these. Yeah, it's 11.30 a.m. and it's neither of us early. is ready for this I know. shit. That's I'm okay. coffee. I hate it. <laughs> uh, if you want to tell a quick story, because I want to talk about Willow Creek and all the stuff that's happening there. Oh, yeah. Oh, about. <laughs> <laughs> so I was um, I was waiting to pick up my husband at the train station and I got this text alert or a, a, a news push from NBC saying like, oh, somebody from Willow Church resigned. And I screen grabbed it as I want to do and sent it to him. And like, I'm assuming you already got this, but whatever. And he talks this big <laughs> fucking game, like, oh. This is on, I think, Wednesday. Yeah, I think week. it was. Let me see. He said, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, he said, uh, do, do, do. I can yes, summarize I think, for you. Yes, I think we covered everything last time. This is the guy resigned when we recorded right. it. Last week Channel we recorded. Channel 5 is just late to the news as <laughs> usual. And then I get a really cocky, smiley face with blushy cheeks. It's and the only then, one I know how to make. <laughs> And then, oh, wait, all caps, more drama. You win this round, Channel 5. <laughs> yeah, so you told me the alert said someone had resigned. And I'm like, well, when we lead recorded pastor, last time. Well, he didn't. Oh, you. When we recorded last time, a lead pastor had resigned. I'm like, oh, that's news from Sunday. Why are they alerting us to that now? Yeah, and it was a push notification. Yeah. But, but to, in your defense, it just says Willow Creek Mega Church's lead pastor resigns after more misconduct allegations serve against its founder. But the Which news. Which is the story we talked about last right, week. Right. But the news yeah. that was actually coming out was that <laughs> everyone resigned. Yeah, so. Basically, the quick version of the old story is that Bill Hybels, the founder of this massive, massive megachurch, influential, and he was influential, uh, he was <laughs> accused of all sorts of inappropriate conduct back in, like, February. And then the last Sunday, the last time we, uh, on our last podcast, mm -hmm. another woman had now come forward in the New York Times to say that she was his assistant right. and he groped her for several years. It involved oral sex. Like, it was a serious... Like, they had an ongoing, non-consensual relationship, it yes. sounded like. And so this, uh, for a lot of people, uh, this is the reason I thought, well, the pastor resigned. Bill Hybels is going to retire. He decided to retire immediately mm -hmm. after the first allegations came forward. But one of the two replacement pastors resigned that afternoon. And that we got in Sundays. And we did. Show. We talked about that last week. And we said, he resigned. He's like, I wanted to resign. They asked me to stick around for a little while longer. I mm -hmm. did. But after this story, I'm not sticking around. We have different ideas of how to lead this church moving forward. <laughs> different ideas on to how not <laughs> to molest people. Yeah. I, I'm assuming he's like... Here's an example. I have no idea what his reasoning. They didn't explain what the discrepancy was. Okay. It's entirely possible that the elders of this church, there are nine of them. Mm -hmm. They're they're I don't know if they're voted on or appointed or whatever, but the nine of them might have said we want to investigate this using, you know, an internal investigation mm -hmm. or maybe a Christian group. And maybe he's like, "No, we got to go outside, get an outside investigator." That could be a source of conflict that points in the right direction. Yeah. But whatever. It wasn't working. Whatever happened, mm -hmm. he resigned. On Wednesday, which is the day this particular church has their in-congregation sermons and yeah, services. Yeah, Wednesday the 8th. Yeah, as opposed to Sundays, which is really when they try to reach out to people who aren't already in their fold. Mm -hmm. Wednesday's for their people. And on Wednesday night of this week, the other replacement pastor... Um, her name the woman. is the woman. Her name is Heather Larson. She announced that she was going to step down as well. 
And then the elders said, you know, all nine of us, we're all going to step down. Some of us are going to do it in a couple of weeks uh-huh. or in a week. The rest of us by the end, end of, of the year. year. But we're all resigning because we fucked everything up. That, okay. They didn't say that, but they, they should have. I can't believe it. I didn't write their press release. Um, I'm impressed. <laughs> like, yes, it's too little too late. Yes. Yes, they fucked things up really, 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 really badly. But... And this is a low bar to clear, and yeah. we're lowering that bar every day. At least at the end of the day, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, we did it bad. <laughs> we got to go. We shouldn't be here. Unlike the like, whole w- Michigan State athletic thing. Right. with the Larry Nasser and yeah, all those people. All of them are like, no, I think we really slam dunked this <laughs> huge case. We'll stay here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm impressed that with seemingly a little outside pressure, right? Like I disagree. I think the no? only reason they all decided to resign is because internally... That, remember, internally, their congregation was giving Bill Hybels a standing ovation when he denied the allegations. Okay. They gave... When Heather Larson said she was leaving, I think they gave her a standing ovation, which, again, she's not part of the issue, but she didn't help. She maybe, was helping <laughs> prop up Bill Hybels. Maybe this congregation just really likes to stand up and clap. Did you ever think <laughs> of that? Yeah, so I, I actually think... All all the, uh, the fact that the New York Times is the one and the Chicago Tribune broke yeah, these stories right. and not, for example, they did an internal investigation and they found that there was some inappropriate stuff there. Yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. I think it's all the outside pressure. But I would say this. Uh, yes, it's too little too late, but I don't think this solves all their problems for a few reasons. One is, yes, the people who are the leaders there, the elders and even the two pastors, they help perpetuate like Bill Hybels, the myth surrounding him uh-huh. that the women were conspiring against him. They, for a long time, just acted like none of this, publicly anyway, like none of this was really happening mm-hmm. or whatever. And okay, fine. Now they're facing the facts, finally. Yeah. But the congregation isn't any better here because if you read the reports about all the resignations that were stated on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. all the reports I read <laughs> said stuff like, When she said she was resigning, the voice from the crowd is like, no, don't. Like, and when the elders were resigning, there were gasps. I'm like, no, you should be applauding them leaving. Right. They're part of the problem. You should break free, get rid of everyone there, and start Start fresh, which is kind of what the elders and the pastors wanted to do. Like, we'll give you a chance to start over. Do you have any idea what next steps are for the church? The next step is they have so many satellite campuses Mm -hmm. that aren't in South Barrington. One of their associate, like one of the other churches that they run, Mm -hmm. a pastor from there is going to take over the church. I don't know how they're going to appoint new leadership or what policies they're going to do. A lot of shoes to fill. It is. And by the way, this weekend is their big leadership summit, which they still held. This so, com- like this coming weekend? Like, like tomorrow? As in it happened yesterday and today, I believe. Really? So the first part of that leadership summit was a giant kind of apology. Sure. Like, hey, you know how we're running this leadership thing and we shouldn't be leading anything? We're still doing it, but we feel Isn't bad. That, just anybody can be like, hey, I'm going to teach you how, all how to be leaders. And everyone else is like, well, you sort of bred a culture <laughs> of sexual harassment. Yes, but and, uh, you'll more- still come, assholes. <laughs> That's pretty much the uh, conversation. I mean, about 100 churches already said they weren't going to participate. Yeah. But like 600 plus did. And hundreds of thousands of people were live streaming it and many of them But you said they had a decline in in registration, but obviously not significant enough to... Not significant enough to cancel it and not to... make us feel better about the state of the world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, 
I'm glad the people left who left. Yeah. But again, if the congregation is still acting like something awful has happened. Like the awful thing is everybody resigning as opposed to yeah. women being physically and emotionally harassed. That's right. And if that's how they're feeling, then, are the, tricky. then who's going to select the elders? Who's yeah. going to, what's going to happen then if the congregation, it's not one bad apple. That's yeah. the thing about this. Bill yeah. Hybels isn't the only problem. Mm-hmm. You're right. They created a culture of this. So you're not going to solve it until like the entire orchard is fumigated or whatever the hell the metaphor is now. Is that a metaphor? Uh, I, um, at what point? I mean, okay, so something this big. Because it's, do you know off the top of your head how many congregants they have? I'm just wondering. I think it's like, it's more than 10,000 a week. Jesus. Congregants, maybe 18 or something, but they get maybe 30,000 uh-huh. in a weekend so, via live streams and other stuff. I mean, at I'm what point? I'm making those numbers up, but I think I've seen those. Okay, but like for conversation's mm-hmm. sake, this is a lot of people who are going to this thing every yes. day. And at what point, if the top level is cleaned out, do they shutter? Do they sell the building off? Yeah, do they're they... not going to do that. It's too right. It's, it's too, too big. big. To fail. <laughs> that's literally the phrase that was in my head, and I wouldn't let myself yeah. say it out loud. Yeah, no, I think that's the thing. But they also have enough leadership, quote unquote, that is not at the very top that they could refill Just the ranks. Rise up. The question is, how are they going to change it moving forward? And will their congregation pressure them to make any real changes? Sounds like super they won't. Yeah, and that's my concern because, whatever, in a few months, people, once now that everyone's cleared out, right. people may forget about this and move on. Uh, thinking, people defo will forget yeah. about it. So what's the church going to do when the outside pressure is not there? You know, it's the only thing they can do that would like even slightly impress me at this point hmm. is if they did their house cleaning and had kind of a grand reopening, quote-unquote, and and their first sermon was all about empathy and treating women with respect and what it's like to be in power and not be abusive and like like drive that home. We've changed. We're not, I mean, obviously the follow up would be also don't harass people. Yeah, I kind of want to hear them say like, here's where you know they practice How this we, Christian culture right. that clearly didn't stop this from happening and no but one side knew hugs, about though, it. So. <laughs> Well, like, it wasn't enough to do a side hug, right? (laughs) It wasn't enough to promote abstinence only. It wasn't enough to do whatever it is they were doing because not only did the head guy harass all these women, everyone around him acted like nothing was happening. It's very much a thing of the things... It's do as I say, not as I do. They are... That's not even a perfect expression for it because they're saying, well, here are the dangers of the world abortion and worldliness and all this but really and truly what the thing the thing that we all need to look out for them themselves included is abuses of power and corruption and women being treated like garbage for no specific reason other than existing so while they're saying like oh you need to protect your kids against premarital sex the reality is the real danger is the shit you're actually doing not the shit you're like trying to fear monger yeah, watch what they do not what they say right. and we see what they do now and right. it's not good and this is again the reason this is such a big deal is this is like the pastor's pastor Hybels was he's the guy all mm-hmm. the other ones look up mm-hmm. to to see how to do it right right and the one that's so influential in that regards screwed everything up in this situation yeah and again if you go back to like the chicago tribune's report from i think end of february Mm -hmm. and you look at the immediate reaction we're talking heibel standing on that stage saying he didn't do anything 
the two, <laughs> two replacement pastors saying, we're here with you, we'll help facilitate this conversation because we're still with you and we want to move forward. Everybody and the applauding. congregation giving him a standing ovation, like everyone there is guilty of something or another. And it hasn't really gotten better unless we know how they're moving forward. So again, I'm not part of the church. I don't know what their internal deliberations are, but unless they're very clear about how they're going to fix this moving forward, I don't know why. It makes me think badly of people who still go to that church Uh as opposed to, because it's not like, it's not like there are a lack of churches. No, 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 no. And and who believe the same things they do, but they go to that one for a reason. Non-denominational. It's just flat out evangelical, but there are other non-denominational churches that they could go to, but you go to that one because it's special, or at Uh least that's the aura they presented. And so now if you're still going to that church, and by the way, I watched the live stream um, last weekend, mm-hmm. and the morning that all this happened, this is right after the New York Times article came out, the people were singing. They were like, yes, God is with us today. The head worship leader, singer, guy. Mm-hmm. was just whatever you were watching mm-hmm. had no bearing on the news that had just broke. Yeah. Maybe he hadn't read it or something, but they were acting like nothing had changed at all. And it's like, do you realize the church you're in right now? Do you know the turmoil that's happening around you here? Or are you really, all of you, this much in a bubble? We, I mean, and isn't there a performative element of it? Of like, even if there is turmoil within the church, they feel like it's their responsibility to like put on a show. The show must go on type thing. But when you're the problem... Like, yeah. right? And no, that's what I'm saying is like, there's an obvious disconnect between... Like, I think it, it's, it's almost like he views what he does as a performance, whereas yeah. the people who watch him view him as, like, a whole person who is teaching them these moral lessons because he's this great moral leader, right? Uh, yeah, different people were talking about, just so we're clear, the okay. guy who was leading the singing oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. was just like, let's praise God, let's do all this stuff. But watching him, you would get the impression that everything was great. great. But then, then all the shit happened. Uh, so, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. I... The saddest part about this, even I know where I stand on, if you're accusing me of bias here, I know where I stand on the church stuff, but you have to wonder, what is the congregation doing to still go here, realizing that all these people were culpable in this? What does it say about you, you who, if you're still going to this church and giving them money? Like, until they get their shit together, in a way, like, nothing's going to change unless they say, I'm taking, I'm walking out. I'm taking my money with me mm-hmm. until you change. Like you said, the grand reopening thing, not a bad idea, but like they should just stop holding services or right. something. I mean, I think part of I, I bet it's to, it's an ability to compartmentalize what you're doing and what you're supporting. And also I wonder if there is a, an element of misogyny and she was asking for it or what was she doing there? Or it's not his fault. He's a man. Men have needs and everybody knows they can't control them. In reading articles about this, I haven't heard that quoted in any of the articles. I mean, all the articles lately have been pretty much like, even if they're quoting random people in the audience, uh it's pretty much what you want to hear and what you expect to hear. Like, it's, I'm, I'm leaving and never coming back. Not that. <laughs> but they're not blaming the women. They're mm. like, we should have listened to them or we should have believed them the first. I mean, it's what that's you good. that's good. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't they're know. They're still that, there. I'm sure the people that you just kind of referred to, the ones who are like, it's their fault. Uh-huh. I'm sure those people are there. They're in every crowd. Right. That's not unique to a church thing. But I don't know. I don't know how it's going to change. And I, I haven't heard or seen anything. And it's early. Yeah. I haven't heard or seen anything that makes me think 
they're going to change what they do, and I'm really curious to see how they change it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, actually, on that sort of yeah. uh, sexual harassment <laughs> tip, actually, both of mine shock stories today are shockingly about women <laughs> being treated like garbage. Uh-huh. I'm really trying something new in my life. Which is just depressing stories all the time. It's just depressing stories about how much I hate men. Yes, go on. I really am trying to get off brand. Um, so, <laughs> Brock Turner, you may remember, um, and if you don't, I will tell you about him now. He uh, in 2016 he was this white, I think Stanford. Stanford. <laughs> he was white. That he was year. a white Stanford dude. Was what I was trying to say. But <laughs> he I, is no longer white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's changed. No. Um. So it was a big story in 2016. Basically, this kid, this guy, this man, Brock Turner, who um, was like a swimmer or some garbage. Who cares? Um. R- raped a unconscious drunk woman. And he was caught, like, literally red-handed. Like, people were driving by there, like, by a dumpster. And people were like, hey, that woman looks super unconscious. And he was like, what? I didn't know. Um, which, whatever. Anyway, so he was found guilty of rape. The the victim, who I think her name is still withheld, but I'm not sure. She made this incredible, incredibly moving speech about the the echoes of it and the consequences of it um, to this day and how this has kind of broken her life in a very real way. Now, after this very headline-grabbing trial, the judge was like, ugh, dude, I don't want you to ruin your future on this thing, so I'm just going to give you three months in jail. And then all of the women's heads exploded. So anyway, I thought we were done with that. He got in and out of jail, whatever, he is still contesting these, because uh, now as a part of his punishment, he also has to register as a sex offender. Um, and instead of just taking his punishment because he deserves it, and that's how punishments do, um, he wanted to appeal for a new trial. And um, so he, uh, so the appellate court, it was a three-judge panel, and they were not persuaded by Turner's um, lawyer, whose name is uh, Eric S. Molthaup, Molthaup, um, who claimed that his client only sought to have outer course with the woman he's inf- convicted of assaulting. He wanted not, outer course, but whoops, not, I raped her? It's hard to say what mm. the fuck he's talking about, although it's a, like, Justice Franklin um, D. Elia. He had a really solid quote. Quote, I absolutely don't understand what you're talking about, which is, <laughs> which is uh-huh. excellent. Um, so, so that means that, um, oh, so I'm sorry, did I make it clear the court super rejected his, <laughs> his appeal for, uh, for a new trial? Um, and he, so if he wants to avoid having to register for, as a sex offender for the rest of his life, it would have to be appealed up to the Supreme Court if he wants anything done. Um, the, and another lawyer who was uh, the uh, the prosecution was like, just this is not a good look. Just take your licks and move on. Um, anyway, so that I just thought that was a an incredible bit of verbal tap dance around the word rape. Outer course. Um, yeah, that's all I had for him. Glad they rejected it. Yeah, I, I mean, you know what? One headline a- that I saw was like Stanford swimmer gets denied yeah, this trial. It's like. Don't call him the Stanford swimmer. That's not the thing he should be known for. Also, He's he, a convicted rapist. Also, he that wasn't should be the headline. denied a trial. He's already had a trial. He was denied a second oh, trial sorry, yes. for no specific re- that he sought for no specific reason. He was like, "Ugh, they were mean to me." 
fucking... His life must be so oh, hard. Oh, I hate that guy. Also, I think the judge who oversaw that is maybe getting repealed. I don't know how judges work. Oh, the one who said he's not guilty, the first one? Well, who said he was guilty, but he didn't want... Oh, nice. did you see? I saw that you threw some garbage away, and it landed. It landed in my Domino's pizza box. Um, <laughs> God, I'm such a trash monster. Um... <laughs> No, the, the ju- whitest thing you've ever said. Okay, you accuse me that of every week. I still think the fact that I DVR Maddow is the whitest thing about me. <laughs> yes, there are details. <laughs> there are other things we can discuss. Is it the fact that I cross-stitch and watch true crime British documentaries? Maybe. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. What am I doing me. in this house? <laughs> um, I got... Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> oh, right. no. The, yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. I don't remember what I was saying. You That's accused me good. of being white. It was really hurtful. You're damn right. I did. <laughs> okay, so Southern Baptist Convention, largest Protestant denomination in the country. They uh-huh. have a wing called the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Okay. That is a pretty powerful, like, not sub-denomination. It's a part of the, the SBC. They posted a video online this week, and they do this all the time. They post little one-minute clips of maybe a theologian or a pastor just talking about some issue of the day. Mm-hmm. And what I, I've seen these videos. They're like, uh, yeah, you're explaining why they believe what they believe. It's not a big deal. And for the most part, they kind of go unnoticed because mm-hmm. I don't need a Christian They're telling dull, me what yeah. Christians think. Whatever. Not they a lot has changed in the Christian faith yeah. in the last 2,000 years. Yeah, the one they posted this week yeah. included a theologian and ethicist named Charles Camosi. And basically, uh, it was only a one-minute video. He basically argued that we should treat animals ethically. Okay. Not controversial at all. And he also said, like, pro-life people, which is all of us, mm-hmm. they're saying in this video, pro-life people should, we care about fetuses. Why? Because they're vulnerable and they're voiceless and they deserve dignity. That is our argument for why we are pro-life, mm-hmm. right? Therefore, you should also care about animals who are also vulnerable and voiceless and deserve dignity. That was his argument. Here's specifically what he said. Um, I think non-human animals, though obviously not as important as human animals, merit our serious attention. They are also vulnerable. They are also voiceless. They Mm -hmm. are also pushed to the margins because they're inconvenient. Interestingly, just like prenatal children. Well, well. Goes on. There are a growing number of people who are pro-life in that they're anti-abortion, but also pro-life in that they want to stand up for the dignity of non-human animals. And that is a leading edge, a growing edge, if you will, of the pro-life movement in 2018. Okay. Okay, so his is argument... Uh, I Okay, fine, I'll accept it. Accept his premise. Right? Yeah, so the argument is, if you're pro-life for these reasons, you should treat animals well, too, because they are, in a lot of ways, They're the same thing. They're also vulnerable. They're also under control in a large way. Yeah, so they took that video down. Really? They took it down, the, uh, the Ethics and Religious uh, Liberty Commission. They took that video down saying, basically, it's way too controversial, and we didn't mean to stir this shit up. Wow. Yeah, and they, the... Uh, Vice President for Communications for the group, Daniel Darling, he posted an explanation of why this had to come down. And the argument, can you guess what their argument is for why this was, They we didn't mean to put this up, yeah. but we did, whoops, sorry, our bad, it, was, it wasn't okay, meant to go Okay, it's up. either this isn't representative of us as a whole, or he's putting animals on the same level as humans, and that's inappropriate. Yeah. Is that it? That's pretty much it. Fuck yeah. Basically, what he said is, we believe what the Bible says about the unique dignity of human life. Only humans are created in the image of God. 
parentheses, fuck everyone else. That's my addition. Yeah. Um, and he just added, this is, particular, this is a particularly embarrassing mistake for me because I just finished writing a book on the image of God that makes the exact opposite argument from fuck the one animals. seen in the video. <laughs> my book. Yeah, my plug book, my image book. Image of God, fuck animals. But also that second explanation, like I just wrote something that says the opposite. It's like, well, how dare this other man yeah. give an alternative opinion on something that could be debated either way. Like, <laughs> that's really because I feel like for for our many flaws, secular type people are pretty good about being like, yeah, we all agree on X, Y, and Z, but we have these peripheral yes. views that are really different. And you will hear Christians making a, an ethical, biblical case for vegetarianism. Uh-huh. You know, God gave us these animals. Whatever, we should treat them well. They are all children of God, or whatever, Daddy, or just saying God? God gave us dominion over the animals so we can eat them. Who's like they'll say anything. Are we... Hello, Dottie. She's a child of God, isn't she? (laughs) (gasps) Good girl. And the point, like, there... You could do whatever... You could argue this both ways. This is not, like, a make-or-break theological issue. (laughs) Why does Dottie come closer to me when I say animals? Oh, who's a child of God, Dottie? Okay, Dottie, get off the mic. Dottie, come here. (laughs) She just crawled... She loves him so much, and he hates her. Totally. She's the best dog. I almost She's going to make me not be vegetarian. <gasps> Are That's you going right. to eat my dog? That's right. You heard what I said. Oh, daddy. So this is, this is something that could be debated be both gamey. ways in the Wouldn't Christian circles. What are they afraid of? They're afraid of conversation. He wasn't saying, this is how all of you have to think. Daddy, He's saying that this is how I think, and here's my argument for it. And they're somehow really afraid of that. Yeah, that's really wild that they don't accept any any dissent among the ranks, I guess is how I would put it. Because I think that's a perfectly valid argument. Like, the for me, the fact that I'm not a vegetarian is 100% like a moral failing on my part. <laughs> it is a thing I have thought about a lot, but I'm like, I'm sorry. This makes me a bad person for sure. But I'm hungry. But I also really <laughs> like meat a whole lot. I am the first to admit that that's a fucking terrible position to have. And I could never sit down and, heaven's a vegetarian, I could never, well, that's not true. I'm sure I could come up with a garbage argument, but. For I could, why to eat meat. For why to eat meat. Yeah. And I'm sure they're there. I've heard talks about like, people say um, factory farming stuff is cruel, but there's also the element of like, the human element of farming crops and how really difficult that is and what kind of people end up with those jobs, which is to say those with the least protection among us, undocumented immigrants. Yeah, there's arguments we made. That said, yeah, I shouldn't eat meat. I just like it and I'm lazy. Um, But, like, I wouldn't... If if Hemant wrote on the Friendly... Or even came on this podcast and was like, vegetarianism is an ethical issue, I'd be like, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it super is. I would never like try to shut it down because I disagree with it. The surprising thing is just like this is not like one of the biggest issues in among Southern Baptists. It's not like saying gay. Yeah. P- I realize if the guy said transgender people exist, then that might be that's a problem the thing they for took them. A, taking a stand up. Yes, this is not, and yet they were like, "What? Whoops! This guy expressed his opinion. That can't happen." That's, so. Is that the idea that we have to be agreed on all things, we being the Christian community? The Southern Baptists were like, this guy spoke through our channels as if he were speaking for us, and he said something that doesn't represent our 
one single monolithic view. Yeah, I'm not sure why I'm surprised they're censoring his speech. Like, that's not... Don't worry, we saved a copy. You can watch the video on the website. We'll post a link. I I don't don't know why I'm surprised that's anything new, but it's, I guess, disappointing, which is ironic because I have no regard (laughs) for them. But it's disappointing that, like, even among themselves, they can't have disagreement of any stripe. Yeah, Uh, especially on something like this where there are passionate people on, on the different sides. And, and... Like, they say, oh, this, I hate that, like, oh, this was a mistake. You know that shit went through dozens of people to get up <laughs> on their website, and only after they got the blowback where they're like, what? I mean, it, How did this end up on my website? It had bumpers, like, with the question at the beginning. That didn't just magically appear. Someone put that there. Yep. They went, whatever. So, silly. Uh, this happened this week where a woman shopping at a Wegmans grocery store in Pennsylvania, she oh. bought some diapers. Do you know about Wegmans? What about them? Apparently Wegmans is like the shit. It's like a huge grocery store chain in the north in the northeast. Kay. I think my uncle works for one, but like it's a thing. Like people go to visit like upstate New York and they're like, We're gonna go to the Wegmans. Like it's a thing. Anyway, go ahead. I, people in I don't know work. whether to be impressed slash, like, why is that a thing? I don't know why it's a thing, but people are really into it. All right. Like, At it's a, Jessica, let her know why. I mean, that's fine. I'll My see. uncle can let me know. I think he works for one in Rochester. So uh, this lady went there. She bought some uh, diapers, and she opened up the box of diapers, and inside of it was a pamphlet that read, and I'll read you the cover, God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. And on the other side in was a, a very diaper graph in a diaper box. And we'll talk about that. And on the other side of this, uh, the back of the pamphlet was a very graphic image of a dead aborted fetus. Whoa! In a diaper box? Yeah, in the diaper box. She said she opened it. She found that card, and she quoted, "I don't think loves puts this in their boxes. <gasps> oh I think God. it was some quote." Psycho, crazy, anti-abortion person who slipped it into these open handles here, which is very likely true. For what it's worth, Wegman says, we didn't put it there. And by yeah. the way, that same pamphlet was found in some of our other products. Really? So they know... Also baby-adjacent products? You know what? I don't know. Uh, but it was in other stuff. But here's the other thing about this. Let's assume some anti-abortion person tried sneaking this in to get it in front of different eyeballs. Sure. First of all, what does it say about you when you think this is a convincing argument? Like, let me throw it in here because you it's won't listen to me otherwise. Campaign. It exact yes, it totally is. What does it also say? Like, you don't have any good arguments. You're just going to try to freak people out. That's your I'm argument. I'm sorry, I cannot get past that. It's in a also, diaper box. It's a diaper. She had the damn <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, the baby is there, pooping and shit. Yeah, abortions are not legal through like the sixth trimester. <laughs> She had it. Give it. Put it in the liquor aisle. Like that's the people who need this. First of all, how dare you? Um, Why yeah, are you giving that it makes, to the woman with the baby? That is. What's the strategy wild. here? When is it? God hates those who shed innocent hates blood. The hands that shed innocent blood. He hates abortionists. Uh, the I'm group. really baffled by ev- literally. <laughs> Hemant, literally every single part of that is extremely baffling to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they don't know who did it. They don't know who did it yet. I don't know if they have surveillance that can check on that or something, or even if that would help, because whatever, we see someone doing it, what are we going to do? But it just strikes me that this was a tactic they planned out, because it didn't accidentally appear here in 10 other places in the same store. They coordinated did, this. Did they say anything about mm-hmm. what, where the other pamphlets turned up? Like, uh, were they not just the products. Sho- I think they were probably shoved into... To random boxes. Have. Yeah. And we know the name of the group that did it. 
but like, what's the name of the group? Eh, some anti-abortion were dumb. <laughs> That's the name of their group. <laughs> but like, they don't even have a good argument. Their argument is, look at this picture that look is out of context, it. and you would whatever. Uh, That's wild. I don't get the strategy there. It's weird. Holy cow! You That's want to something less. Weird. That's kind of horrifying. Kind of is if you if it came like, out of nowhere. What if your kid found it and yeah. they're like, "Mom, why is I, I'm sure if your kid's wearing diapers, they're not asking complete questions. How do kids work? Mommy, what did you do to this <laughs> child on the back of this pamphlet? It's like we're not having this conversation now. <laughs> Put on your diaper. That's you. I don't know. Okay. Good job, kid. <laughs> what are you, nine months old? So an Atlanta school, <laughs> uh, the Atlanta Neighborhood Charter Hi. School in Georgia, they have these meetings at the beginning of the day for the entire school, kind of like a pump up, warm up, beginning of the day sort of thing. Like a pre-shift meeting in a restaurant. Yes. And then they go off to their classes and homerooms and whatever. And in the past, they always say the pledge and some other stuff uh-huh. at these morning meetings Earlier this week, the principal of the elementary campus, which I guess they have more than one campus, but the elementary campus president, uh, Laura Zelsky, announced that we're making a change to the beginning of the day routine. Because the Pledge of Allegiance has really gotten so politicized... Um, I would wait. argue it was... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. You're going to want to wait for this. <laughs> because it's gotten politicized in the sense that more of our students are either sitting down during the pledge uh-huh. or standing up and being silent. It's uh-huh. clear not everyone wants to say it, Y'all. and they have their reasons for it. We don't want to... Pretty good reasons, I bet. We don't want to put them in the situation where they feel compelled to have to say it or kind of uh, not embarrass themselves, like to stand out yeah. um, by not saying it. We don't want to do that to them. So instead of saying it the morning thing, we're going to move it to later in the day, and we're going to make it in the classroom so it's less pressure on everybody. So, But we're going to eliminate the pledge from the morning meeting, basically. The thing that most people heard are they're getting rid of the pledge. Uh-huh. No, they could still say Not it. Anyone exactly. can say the pledge. But the backlash from conservatives was, as you can imagine, insane. Because they're like, how dare this school take away... Sounds like they banned the pledge to me. Yeah. And so this morning, this is like two days after that announcement, they announced the governing board chair of this charter school basically announced a revision. They're like, look. Oh, we screwed up again. (laughs) It appears. How did this get in there? There was some miscommunication and inconsistency in the rollout. Starting next week, we will return to our original format and provide our students with the opportunity to recite the pledge during the all school morning meeting. So they're right back to it. By the way, in the interim, like, uh, you've heard of Stacey Abrams, the uh-huh. black woman running for governor of Georgia. Yeah. Who's amazing. Brian Kemp is the Republican running against her. He posted on Twitter, there's no question about it. Reciting the Pledge of Allegiance is the right thing to do. At school, students should stand united to honor the flag, our country, and those who have sacrificed for our freedom. Hashtag MAGA. Yikes. And some other Ooh, stuff. He's super tech that <laughs> on the end. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, these students are not protesting the country. They're not protesting the flag or whatever. They're protesting injustice. They're pro- they've said this. Like, they're protesting injustice. They know we don't have liberty and justice for all. Maybe they're protesting the idea that we're one nation under God. I don't know. Maybe they're protesting that it's really fucking creepy to make people, make children stand up and, like, creepily drone tra- chant a thing at the yes, flag. Yes, Absolutely. And so, like, the policy, they were doing the right thing. Why did they change it? I love this comment that was on Reddit. 
Uh, guy said, if I made my wife stand up and recite our marriage vows every morning, people would think I was fucking psycho. <laughs> the army didn't make me swear to support and defend the Constitution every day. I took my oath once, and that was that. Making kids recite the pledge even once is questionable. Making them do it every day is, is stupid weird. and nonsensical. Um, yeah. Also, quick sidebar. I text my aunt, who my fa- my mom's family grew up in Rochester. Yeah. Um, I asked her why Wegmans is a big deal, and she said they're just amazing stores, beautiful to walk around in, and great fre- fresh, good, great service, fresh, good food. And then she reminded me that my uncle worked there. Are so. they paying us to promote their? I don't know. Like it's like this. a thing. <laughs> it's just not a okay. By I, the way, Georgia's House Speaker uh, David Ralston, who is a Republican, he also said of the pledge in the interim here. I'm sure our House Education Committee will examine whether taxpayer funds should be used to instill such a divisive ideology in our students. Wait, Threat- which one's the divisive ideology? Taking away the pledge. He's threatening- but they can still say that. They can say it literally yes, any time. Of course, they can also pray whenever they want. It doesn't mean you got to say well, it together. Well, no, no, at the no, no. The, the principal will arrest them. Uh, that's what I heard. But he's basically saying, like, we're going to take away your funds, charter school, by not forcing kids to say the pledge every damn day um, in the morning because they're going to now dictate when and how kids should say the pledge. So, again, it's another conservative overreaction so to a perfectly sensible policy move. It's absurd. My aunt wanted us to know, <laughs> to know that Wegmans might be expanding to the south, but it's not definite yet. This is the... <laughs> Wegmans, pay us. Yeah. I've never been to one. My uncle works at one. Did I say that? Uncle Joe. <laughs> Go say hi to him. He works somewhere. <laughs> um, I've got a thing. What's a thing? Um, it is, um, in the same breath, it is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Not true. I'm exaggerating as I want to do. But also feels like this weird justification of a life of paranoia that I've lived. Okay. Are you ready for this? Okay. So, Tokyo Medical University has manipulated all entrance exams since 2006. Any guesses to why they did that and to what end? No. They did it to restrict the number of female students and ensure more men became doctors. Jesus. Yeah. Um... So, so smart women who are at least smart in the sense that they did well on this test uh-huh, were still ousted out. Here's <laughs> maybe the wildest part. Um, the investigation found that this year's entrance exams, um, in this year's entrance exams, the schools reduced all applicants' first stage test scores by 20% and then added at least 20 points for male applicants. What? Except for those who had previously failed the test at least four times. Um, it said uh, similar. Quite the affirmative action going on. Yeah, there. it said similar manipulations have occurred for years because the school wanted fewer female doctors, since it anticipated they would shorten or halt their careers after having children. Cool. Um, I know study- plenty of women doctors. They're fine even if they have babies. And yeah, they're really brave that way. Um, studies show that the share of female doctors have who have passed the national medical exam has plateaued at around 30% for more than 20 years. Uh, so that's leading experts to think maybe this is happening more than in more places than just Tokyo Medical University. Um, uh, so that means women who should have been in med school basically got told you're not accepted here and had to figure out, oh, shit, what else am I going to do now yeah. with my life? Yeah, I guess I'll have kids and never enter the workforce. Good yeah. for me. 
Um, so the school's main director is named, and I'm so sorry, I'm going to butcher this, uh, Tetsuo uh, Yukio- Yukiosa. That was nope. racist. You, no, there's no S. Yukioka. I'm so sorry. I did my best. And, you know, I was like skimming through. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to read a <laughs> Japanese name. I'm going to offend everyone. He said, quote, um, uh, we sincerely apologize for the serious wa- wrongdoing involving entrance exams that have caused concern and trouble for many people and betrayed the public's trust. He also denied any, pr- uh, any knowledge of it and said he was never involved. And then he said, and this is my favorite part, because remember, this started in 2006. Yeah. I suspect that there is a lack of sensitivity to the rules of modern society and which women should, women should not be treated differently because of their gender. In 2006. You know, those antiquated <laughs> times of 2006 before we decided women have rights. Um, he also said... I wonder this, how they figured this out. Um, or I did probably they said it? in this article, but you gave me about 15 minutes notice before you came over, so you I didn't do a ton of you research. You can figure it out. Um, he also said that... No, this is a good one. I will one. drop by surprise you <laughs> next week. No warning. <laughs> it's fine when you do it at like 11 o'clock at night because I've had a glass of wine and I'm feeling loose. I'm, I was in the middle of my work day. <laughs> um, he also said, and this is a great quote, women were not treated differently once they were accepted, but... <laughs> Sorry, this is so yes. But acknowledged that some people believe women were not allowed to become surgeons. Hmm. So they were treated the same unless they tried to pursue their chosen career, in which case, less the same and more worse. So anyway, a life of thinking that men were out to get me has finally been justified. I hope they, I hope they change it now that they know, now that it's out there. I mean, I don't know how they can, they're going to be under public eye, unless right. people don't care, right? which is also extremely likely, and once again justifies my extreme paranoia. This is not good for my mental health. No. And they're, ugh, you feel bad for all those people who applied. Well, imagine how many women's lives got derailed because of this. Yeah. And, and beyond the individual impact, how many great minds were kept out of medicine who could have impacted right. the world. Right. By blocking out people who were qualified to get in, you're basically, yeah. we're missing out on those people who yeah. really wanted to do it. Yeah. That's awful. So... Uh, why are people not religious? Why are people not part of any organized religion? Um, because we have kind of grown up around it and sort of when scrutinized the evidence, it seems less likely that there was a God and more likely In that... In four words or less. There is no God? That was number four on the list. Is the reason that... Why they don't belong to an organized religion. I don't believe oh. in God. The Pew okay. Research Foundation did a okay, study. That's five words, asshole. Sorry. They did, Pew Research Center did a study using uh, data from late 2017, basically saying, okay. hey, among the people who don't belong to organized religion, what are the reasons, or what reasons are important to you for why you don't belong to an organized religion? Okay, I'm Not s- believing in God, number four. I'm curious to hear the first three, because yeah. I feel like, the fact that they keep using the qualifier don't belong to an organized religion. Right, because there's a lot of unaffiliated that doesn't mean, yeah, people. Yeah, that doesn't mean they're who, atheists necessarily. Right. They could even be quite religious, but they see the pro- problematic stance that the church takes. Right, so number three. Wait, can I guess? Yes. Can I? Yes. Y- there's three. I can take yep. three guesses. Family feud this shit. <laughs> Go. Good answer. Good. A- you have to clap after I say every answer. I refuse to. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, something about like the church leadership is corrupt. Um, maybe greed. And that might fall into some of this, though it's not. Wait, exactly, I have one more guess. Yeah. You haven't clapped once yet. Yeah. And maybe the treatment of women? Maybe. Yeah, that's part of it. Yes. Uh, number three, I don't like religious organizations. Okay, I got a little granular, 40, but that's what I meant. <laughs> 41% of people gave some version of that answer. Uh, number two, I don't like the positions churches take on social or political issues. Oh, uh, yeah, I Which includes the women's stuff things. and all that. That's 49%. Number one reason that most people gave, I question a lot of religious teachings. I have doubt. That all tracks. Makes sense. Uh, and how now, many, that was how many percents? Uh, 60% okay. said that was an important factor in why they don't uh, participate. Now, what if you ask, what is the most important reason that you don't belong to any church? Among atheists specifically, uh-huh. of course, I don't believe in God. Among agnostics, it's I question a lot of religious teachings. And among the I'm just a nun, but don't call me an atheist sort of thing, uh-huh. uh, it was kind of a tie with I question a lot of religious teachings, and there's no one good reason. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks Can a lot, be nuns. <laughs> yeah. Though you, you brought up... Why God. the vitriol gets nuts? I, okay, other than 11-year-old <laughs> kids, the people I despise <laughs> the most... Are the ones who are like, I don't belong to an organized religion, but I believe in some higher power. Why? What have they ever done to you? They don't have any good. They're just these like, I don't believe in like the religion stuff, but I don't like to be called an atheist. So don't get mad at me. So I'll believe in something. I just don't want to be, I don't want to take a stance and get in the middle of shit. Is that the same way that I can't stand people who say, oh, I believe in women's rights, but I'm not a feminist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's exactly right. Like, you support the issues. Fucking at both of us on Twitter. I want to hear your garbage arguments. You're a feminist. I'm voting green because I'm better than both parties. What happened to the green party? I haven't been on the news the last couple days. Did they split the vote? Uh, No, they did not ruin the Ohio 12th vote. Because... The gap is wider than the number. Y'all, third party, we need to talk. (laughs) So here's the thing: you mentioned that I don't believe in God. It was number four, but among atheists, it was number one. Yeah, the gap between atheists who said this was important. Eighty-nine percent of atheists said I don't believe in God is the main reason I'm not part of an organized religion. Uh Which, first of all, what are the other eleven percent of you doing? (laughs) But only twenty-one percent of the nebulous unaffiliateds. Mm said the same thing. I would argue that church teachings and not believing in... I, I feel like saying I question church teachings is a really like flimsy way of saying I don't believe in God. Don't you think? Yeah, or like whatever you're saying God wants me to do or God wants us to believe. Uh-huh. Like, I don't buy that. So I have doubts. Or maybe you say the book of Genesis should be taken literally. And I don't believe that even oh, okay, if I think fair. the Bible is right. Um, and by the way, one other thing to keep in mind... Most of this stuff, the the people who are not part of a religious group, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that they said was important to why they don't belong to an organized religion is the failure of the religious people, not something good that atheists did. It's oh, not for an sure. our We argument. haven't done anything good. No, it's most like if you say, like, I question a lot of religious teachings. That's because they didn't explain this stuff well, or right. they didn't convince you that they should be believed. I don't like the positions of the church. Yeah, because yeah, they're bigots in some issues, on, on some churches, on some issues. Like, that's their fault. 
Wait, but <laughs> I don't do like you religious think... organizations. That's clearly their fault. It's it's not like everyone's saying, "Well, I read Richard Dawkins' book, and now I'm an athe- and now I'm not part and of are, religion." I'm sorry, just to be clear, are you being critical of atheists in that regard that we're no, not doing a good recruiting effort or I, partly but like really it's the fact that why are people not belonging to churches as much as i would love for atheists to be able to take credit for that it's really primarily oh because God, churches yeah. give you reason to leave them it's super unforced errors on their part yes it's a lot of self-owns and all of that <laughs> the entire way through which also means by the way if if all the atheist organizations in this country shut down and the new atheists never wrote any more books and bloggers and podcasters disappeared, uh-huh. you would still see a demographic shift away from organized religion. Yeah, Because they're doing the mistakes. It's not us that's bringing people over. Yeah. Trust me, Hemet and I are doing nothing for We are boss. not helping any <laughs> Anyone of you at ever. All. Yeah. So we, <laughs> the reason I bring this up is we should be thanking church leaders all the time. Yeah. They're doing our work for us. I mean, I, and I think we've said that for a long time that like it's, they're choosing to die on the, literally die on these hills of anti-women shit and anti-LGBTQ shit and anti, like they those are. Those are the hills they're dying they're, on. Those are yeah. the hills they're dying it's, on. And millennials. And apparently being vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Well, and like I've I've seen a few things that like oh, you know, everybody says you're you're so uh, you're a liberal when you're younger. The older you get, the more conservative you are. Yeah. And like the millennials are sort of bucking that trend <laughs> in a real way. So I'm I'm wondering if they were like depending on the fact that like oh, once you get conservative, once you sow your sow your wild oats of caring about society and the environment, like assholes, <laughs> you'll come you'll back come to back us. to us. But I don't think millennials are gonna do that. Right, right. I don't see how churches are going to suddenly win them over. Yeah. Not the way they're they're running now. I could see them maybe saying this pastor, because there are some progressive pastors who do really good work, uh-huh. but I don't know that suddenly those arguments are going to make you want to go to their church and be a member there or anything like that. Maybe you say, oh, maybe I don't have to abandon Christianity right. because there are some progressive Christian leaders that I think are doing really good things. Yeah. And they fall into that nebulous, like, sure, I believe in something, but don't yeah. get mad at me, nobody. Ugh. But, but whatever. Um, speaking of millennials, I yes. there was an article by the Washington Examiner, and I'm, I'm not going to go into it, but the headline almost made me pop a fucking blood vessel in my this is, eyeball. I think, a conservative publication, right? Is the Washington Examiner I think conservative? conservative? Okay, that... Political news and commentary from the Washington Examiner does not say, okay. but it's got an eagle as its banner image, so, so, there you so go. it's conservative, right? Um, the the um, the headline is "Pigging Out." Forty nine percent millennials should be forty nine percent of millennials spend more eating out than saving for retirement. Grammatical issues <laughs> of that particular so headline half of millennials. aside. Are, are eating out and not saving for retirement. Which is wild because they've also blamed millennials for the destruction of like shitty food chains like Applebee's and B-dubs. They th- said we're not spending enough money and therefore are ruining the economy. We've kind of been told in so many words that like, I'm not going to retire. Are you fucking kidding me? That's not a privilege. So they're for- not making enough to kind of stow money away for the future. Uh-huh. But they want to have something in life that's nice, so they yeah. go out sometimes. Or maybe we can talk about how like 401ks aren't as friendly, or um, what's the thing where they just give you money? They don't have them anymore. Pensions? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
there wasn't a bit. I, I couldn't remember the word pension. thought you were going to go with being white, and then you <laughs> veered into another direction. Like, pensions used to be a thing, so, like, <laughs> that was pretty cool, but we don't get those anymore. And we have shitty jobs because baby boomers won't retire because they wrecked the economy. Like, can you get off our dicks for one <laughs> fucking second, baby boomers? Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, it just made me so mad. Like, we can't do fucking anything right in the eyes of boomers. We can't. We you don't spend enough out, money. We spend too your... much money. We aren't. We, we spend too much on garbage. We don't spend enough on diamonds. We're not <laughs> saving for retirement. We're not spending enough money. We don't have money. Yeah. We're not buying houses. How dare you go out and eat avocado toast? <laughs> avocado toast is probably really good. I've never had it. It's just <laughs> avocado on bread. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I agree. I got one last one for yeah, you. Yeah, we got to bust out of here. You it's have to leave good. soon. Yeah, sure. The, <laughs> remember been... Jason uh, Rapert? Stephen. He's the Arkansas State Senator who put up the Ten Commandments monument. Oh, did he say his name right this time? I Somebody? did. Okay. Someone corrected me yeah. in a good way. Because we gave him like a fancy like repair. It's Target. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> it's Rapert, I believe. So anyway. And he yikes at that name. Eh. Go ahead. But uh, this is the one. He put up a Ten Commandments <laughs> monument. It got destroyed. He put up another one. He's still raising money somehow, even though it's already up. Uh-huh. That's a whole other issue. But anyway, going back to he's raising money, he's, he has like $89,000 in this fundraiser cool. for the monument that's already up. Even oh, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though the monument itself was covered by a donation, what's he raising money and for? And did you reach out to figure out what it was, or did somebody reach out? Somebody reached out, and they couldn't get a solid answer from him. Shocking. They, the question itself was a form of persecution. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the thing is, if you read his latest update on his GoFundMe page, check this out. Tell me when your eyes bulge. Okay. I'm going to start them tiny. All right. The Arkansas Ten Commandments Monument is under assault from uh, the... No, no. Oh. We're not there. <laughs> is under assault from the Satanic Temple, Satanists, the American Atheists, and the ACLU. Ooh. They're raising money to oppose our efforts to honor the historical and moral foundation of law. We thought that after they destroyed the first monument, that the second monument would be safe. Well, the legal assaults have begun, blah, blah, blah. We thought that after they destroyed the first monument... Physically. Physically. And by they, he means Satanic Temple, Satanists, American Atheists, and the ACLU. Sorry, I must Who be, destroyed I must the be first remembering monument? this wrong because it was definitely... If I'm remembering history correctly, it was definitely a Christian... Yes, it was. With probable mental health that issues... Is who destroyed the first one and unapologetically. And even said he had plans, it seemed, to destroy the second one, though he hasn't done that. But it was a Christian who said okay. God was talking to him isn't it, and made him do that. Isn't it absolutely... I feel like this is an incredible... And by the way, Raper knows that. That's what I was about to say. He I feel knows like this the is Christian did it. An incredible sort of microcosm of... The right, the religious right's ability to disregard truth when it's in their face. Yep. We, it's not like it's some mystery who destroyed this, and maybe it was these nope. parties. Fine. Very, very. A guy clear got that arrested a for it. it and was like, "Yeah, that was me, dog. Didn't I do good?" <laughs> and it was the second time he did it because he did it in Oklahoma, Oklahoma too. And he said, "Then God was and talking to me, and God f- doesn't want false idols, and this is a false idol." Why doesn't truth matter anymore? This is what's fucking destroying my faith in humanity is the fact that just like truth doesn't 
matter. It doesn't hold weight. And I don't know what to bring people to persuade them if it's not truth and facts and 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 I mean, this isn't even like a study shows this. It is a man was like, <laughs> I did this thing. And they were like, we don't know. <laughs> Who could it have been? It's it must have been Satan himself and his cloven hooves. It's a good conversation to have the next time you eat out at Chili's. <laughs> Millennial. First of all. And by the way, I've you only. You know I love Chili's. <laughs> I reached out to repair Raybert, sorry, a while <laughs> back, not long ago, like a few weeks ago, about an unrelated matter to get his comments. Like, how dare on you something. ask me questions? He, we had a short, brief Facebook conversation where it was just a back and forth Q and A, and like I got the response that I needed from him. But part of it was saying it was one of the questions, "Why, Doug?" But it, it did come up that uh, I think this was after the Satanic Temple said they were going to protest uh-huh. later this month. I think next week outside of his Ten Commandments monument, and I wanted his comment on that. And I think, if, I, if my memory serves me correct, he was kind of worried that they were going to try to destroy it. But I'm like, nah. but they're not the people who destroyed. They're going to beat you, I think, through the lawsuits they're filing. Uh-huh. But that's it. That's what they do. It's the legal stuff. It's, he knew who the guy was who destroyed the first one. Uh-huh. It, was an, it was a lone actor who is a Christian who has said as much. Who You're right. He Sounds may like have a single bullet theory to me, Hammond. <laughs> Single but shooter theory. Fuck, I Raper it up. knows it's a Christian who did it, and yet he was willing to throw all his cultural Back enemies the off left. the bus. So. Back into the left. Just totally dishonest, and he knows it. Did you get any of my JFK references? I did, actually. You're such a liar. You I have saw, no idea I what I'm talking about. I saw the movie where they did the I've actually never seen it. Left. I just know Back into the Left pretty well. That's and all you need to know. <laughs> oh, I saw, you know what I saw last night for the first time? is The Exorcist. The movie The Exorcist, it's a horror movie from the 1970s where a woman, a young girl gets right. possessed. You've heard of The Exorcist. Heard of it. Don't fucking play this Have game with me. It. It's pretty good. It's very scary. It's pretty scary. I think it'd be scarier if I were Catholic. Really? Yeah. And also, I know why I yell the power of Christ compels you so much. It's from that movie. It's from that movie I mean, yes. I think it's a phrase anyway, but they say it for <laughs> seven solid minutes. <laughs> Um, anyway. That's all I got. Um, cool. You know how to find us. I'm at Hemant Meta. I'm at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-E. Talk to me about Wegmans. My mom also texts back to say <laughs> how much she loves Wegmans. It's a thing, dude. Apparently. She said it's like Mariana's, but better. Is Mariana's a natural? Mariana's is, I think, a Midwest thing oh. specifically. Anyway. So, but apparently not as good as Wegmans. Apparently not as good. She literally said like Mariana's, but better. So right. fucking shots fired, all Mariana's. Right. Wegmans, sponsor us. Um, uh, if you like you it. Can, Go to Patreon. Even if you don't like us, go to Patreon. Yeah. If you give us a dollar, we'll be really mad at you right back. Give us hate money. Yeah. Oh, I'm so yes. mad at you. Hey, write your name and they'll yell about you for a while. You can give us five stars and leave a shitty review. I'm fine with that, oh, too. Oh, yeah. I usually check reviews before I do this. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, that's it. I we'll don't see know. you next week. Yeah, we don't have any listener mail or happy things because Evan has to go take <laughs> care of his sick human child. Um, <laughs> nah, they'll be fine. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.